You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takar Martin, counselors and authors of Journey to Freedom, The Soul Ties Detox. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, encourage singles growth, and improve couple strengthening. We specialize in repairing the people that relationships broke. And this year, our goal is to see 10,000 hearts healed from toxic relationships. Join us every week on Facebook Live, Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. You can also send your questions to Instagram at AskTheMartins and Twitter at AskTheMartins. And for more information on the 10,000 Heart Healed Initiative, booking information, or our services, visit thesoultiesdetox.com. Now, let's get get into today's today's episode. So, as we have a lot of people here, let's go ahead and get, get into this letter. Now, here's what generally happens. Uh-huh. You send us the letter. Um, we get hundreds, if not thousands. It's a lot. It's, it's really a lot to go through. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we can't you, read that fast. And, and, and the funny thing is this was not even reached through one of our main right. main, main, um, main places where they'll hit us through uh, Facebook Messenger, right. Instagram at Ask the Martins, or Twitter at Ask the Martins. This one came to our, directly to Somebody our... Somebody found our email. Our email. Oh, no, And how. sent it. <laughs> but it's okay. Yes. It's okay. And so what usually happens, we read your email, and then we pull out the piece that applies to most people that we've dealt with uh, in counseling and mm-hmm. most, uh, most problems that we've seen. We give you a a overview, a big picture, and then we go back to the email and utilize what we pulled out or utilize that big picture to answer those questions. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Okay. Because we want to make sure that we're talking to everybody. Do you want to read this email back? I will read the email. It's a big one. It's a big one. Y'all bear with me. It's a big one. Um, uh, Yeah, it's a long letter, but I'm going to do my best to read it in my Oprah Winfrey voice. (laughs) Um, And and we'll have Dr. Phil here answer the question Uh. for you. Okay, so, hello, Kenyon and Takara. Hi. Hi. First, thank you for this platform. It has been helpful for me, and it is appreciated. I guess I will get started with my challenge. Nine years ago, I met a man that I grew to love very much, and we eventually had a daughter. I met him through someone I thought was a friend after getting out of a bad relationship a year prior. He had four children, in parentheses, so he said when I met him, Mm. and had been recently divorced. We were inseparable in the beginning, and I thought we were looking at having something really special. After I found out I was pregnant with our daughter, he just completely changed. I started to find out about other children older, but nevertheless, he was not honest with me about his past relationship. Me being all open, I shared with him a lot about myself and things I had been through in my life. I will admit I do have past hurts from childhood and some bad experiences with boys and men. I recognized that I really tried to keep that under control. I had a really rough pregnancy and spent most of it alone as I lived Mm. 10 hours away from family and learning a new city and friends. Needless to say, we just drifted apart and the relationship just evaporated. Mm. 10 months later, we reconnected and started talking again. I told him when we started talking, if this was not what he wanted to just let it go and we can continue to co-parent. He agreed that we would work on their relationship. 
we started spending time together and enjoying each other again like we did before. Again. Three years into the relationship, I started asking where are we going and what he wanted. He just kept saying he was not financially stable, which I knew he was having problems with employment, child support, and maintaining his other responsibilities. I pretty much financially took care of our daughter because of his situation. Three years into relationship, I found out about another child and baby mother that he had never mentioned. He had also reconnected with her. Long story short, I confronted her about their relationship, and he confirmed, sorry, and she confirmed that they were together. She stated she had 20 years invested in him on and off, and that she was not going anywhere. Wow. If I decided to continue to see him, she will always be in the picture. Two months after he, two months after this, he proposed to her, and they are now married. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was offered. Wait a there's more. They, there's a little bit more. <laughs> I was offered a job opportunity to move to Atlanta. This offered me a chance to be closer to my family and my support team, as well as a chance to start over. He agreed to the move, but has made a little effort to see or communicate with our daughter. It has been two years and I still struggle with letting go of my love for him. I feel lost. I feel that I lost out to another woman. Why can't I let go? I look happy on the outside, but on the inside, I am a broken mess. Mm. The part that hurts the most is she, is she really does not care. And she picks, I'm going to, I think she's saying she picks fights because she got the man. Like she's petty mm. because she got the man. Right. Thank you for listening. Um, wow. First of all, y'all tap me some heart because <laughs> I went through that whole four-page letter and I only made three <laughs> mistakes. So I think I deserve a little bit of praise and you, accolades. You deserve some love. Listen. <laughs> well, about. first of all, we want to say to you, welcome to Atlanta, and we hope to see you soon. Welcome to Atlanta, where to play. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lord have mercy. It's ludicrous. It's Luda. Luda. All right. So here's the deal. We read through the letter. Now. Um, rules, house rules, there is no judgment. Yes. We understand that people appear to us to do things that possibly we wouldn't do. But when we're not in their shoes, mm -hmm. feeling what they feel, Amen. going through what they're going uh -huh. through, and, 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 <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> and going through what they're going through, we have no right to uh, judge the decisions they should make because we don't know what's going on in the depths of it. Right. We you don't know what, what they've saying? been through. We don't know, I mean, how much they've dealt with in order to keep them hanging on to that. And we don't know the depth of love. I mean, and we'll talk about that because yeah. what her main issue is, how do I let go? All the other stuff is tertiary. All the other stuff is just peripheral. It's, it's on the outside of right. what her main problem is. How do I let go? So what we'll do is we'll talk about the big picture issue because... Um, we know that there are more than one person who's dealt with that. All right. 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 Um, then we will, uh, talk about, then we will respond directly to her. Right. Okay. Okay. Are you there with me? I'm, I'm ready. All right. So what the issue is, is that she is, she has an intimate connection, um, with another person. Right. And she can't let go. She knows that. She just doesn't know what it is. She doesn't know why it is. And she doesn't know how she got there. 
And most people are in this position where you're connected to someone who you really no longer care, where you kind of care for them, but you know that they bring you pain, they bring you toxicity, they, they bring you negativity in your life. They're really no good for you, but right. you can't help but think about them. You can't help but consider them. You can't help but wonder what they're doing. You can't help but creep on their Facebook. You can't help but go through all these things to figure out to how to settle that empty space in your mind where they used to live. Mm. Okay. Amen. Now the what is very simple. Um, colloquially or so I don't use that word uh, more familiarly. It's, it's called a soul tie. We deal with that all the time. That's what we, we teach on, book on it. <laughs> literally, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's what it's called. Why? Okay. And we, we could get into that, but we just don't have time. That was a long letter. Why? Why is because of oneness. We are humans. We are, uh, our, our human condition is such that we often seek social connections. Right. That's all we do. Even the person who says, I don't need nobody, needs somebody to hear that in order for that statement to be valid. To be valid, right. So the idea is, is that we seek oneness, especially in intimate relationships. And because we seek oneness in intimate relationships, Oftentimes we go into seeking intimate relationships and offering oneness prematurely. Okay. Mm. Now there's a, there's a deeper reason in that. I had that down here. Um, Cause I tell them the little, the little story, the little Hebrew thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just, just checking. Got to check with my wife because I can be long with it. And y'all know that if you've ever followed my post, um, here's the thing. Because uh, as a Christian, we always like to go into the Bible, but we always, one of the things I love is the history. And one of the traditions of marriage in ancient Near East uh, peoples in or, the Bible days. or Hebrew. Uh, <laughs> Back in the Bible days. Is that <laughs> when they got married, they spent one year together, no work, nothing else outside the home. They spent one year. The reason why, the, the, the surface reason why is so they can establish the family. Um, it was important for her socially to get pregnant and to have children. Right. To begin to bear children. And so it was important that they built, on, um, built this family. The deeper issue is that they are able to bond together into that level of oneness, that um, what I call an Adamic level of oneness, where we are separate to individuals, and now we're working on grafting in together and becoming one again. Okay. Yes, ma'am. So let's let's put this into present day. Yes, ma'am. Um, when we're dating, not married, when we're just starting to date someone who has all the loves, all the feels that we're going through, okay? What do we, especially ladies, and I'm, I'm only talking to ladies because that's all I know how to be. So ladies, we will go ahead and let go our friends, lay them by the wayside for a little while. A lot of us, not everybody. Some of us are much more stronger than that. I'm speaking to those like me who have laid all your friends down by the wayside. All of a sudden, you don't um, function. All of a sudden, you don't do anything outside of that person. You want to be with them all the time. Yes. Um, you're spending all your days with them, yes. all your weekends, all your nights, and you yes. are just bonding. Um, 
a lot of that it gets sped up back in the bible days they didn't have text messages they didn't have social media they didn't have any of that so that was all present in your face being together now we have cell phones we have text messages we have you know me and my husband send facebook messages to get to each other all day long so when you bring all of those sorts of points of connection in you've spent that time together dating what they did in the Bible and then spending that time bonding and becoming one. Absolutely. And that's what's important is that you understand that when you're doing this um, in a, when you're invested, investing in oneness, investing in that activity mm-hmm. prematurely, we find ourselves, instead of being bound, we find ourselves in bondage. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Say it again. One more time for so the <laughs> back can hear you. When we're investing in that oneness activity yep. prematurely, meaning that during the dating process, you should be assessing that person to see if they're worth that investment. Right. When we invest into that prematurely, we find ourselves in bondage rather than bonding, yes. connecting to that other person. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but the why is, is that we're built for it. It's innate. It's a part of us. It's a part of our nature. Y'all still with me? Amen. Okay. So now how? When we, we're going to touch on the how, and we're going to touch on the how in her way, okay? Right. We're not going to touch on the, there's a positive and a negative. The positive is when you're growing in oneness. The negative is when you're in a toxic bondage. And so we're going to touch on how she got to this place, okay? Right. So I want you guys to follow me here. Now, babe, there's this movie that I used to watch back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> He I always, don't, it's a scary movie. I don't watch scary movies, so I have no point of reference to this. I don't watch scary movies anymore. I watch them, I, I, I used to watch them then. I just, I just don't have a f- taste for them, if, that, if, that, if I could say it like that. But there was one that I used to watch back in the day. And what it was, I won't tell you the name, but what it was about, it was about a guy named Frank, okay? Really kind of, it was about a guy named Frank. He was the antagonist, but he was also a victim, right? Okay. And so Frank was a, a hedonist. Basically, his whole purpose in life was to seek pleasure. Okay. Okay. So his desire was so much to seek pleasure that he was willing to give anything to get it. Right. Now, a lot of people are seekers of pleasure, but not a lot of people are willing to give everything. But let's not get off track here. So what he did was he ended up finding a, a strange man who had a strange box. And it was a little puzzle box. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. All right. So what happens is he gets by himself and the idea is to unlock or to fix the puzzle box in order to unlock his the best pleasures ever or the deepest pleasures of his desire. Right. So he went in and he fixed the box and he and he, and he did this Rubik's Cube thing. And what it did is it unlocked the gates of hell. And through those gates came chains. And at the end of those chains came hooks, right? Each hook hooked into his flesh and pulled him in one way or that way. Now, we won't get into the gruesomeness of it, but the picture is very simple. When we look at how this affects another person, these soul ties, we're looking at these things, these hooks, these chains, this bondage that comes in and hooks into your flesh, Mm. not your physical flesh, your desires that you that you abandon everything else for right you see you see where i'm going going for here and so that's what we see and so in these there are several hooks that i want to identify that most people go through especially through a breakup that makes it hard to un un 
um, to untether themselves from the hell that they're going through. Right, right. So the yes, thing ma'am. is, and we're talking about these hooks, right? Yes, ma'am. You are, even though these hooks are inevitably going to hurt you, mm-hmm. they're going to rip you to pieces. Mm-hmm. Because of your current emotional state, because of that soul tie, the toxic relationship in your life that you have right now, this person could literally tell you that they don't want you. They can treat you like garbage and make you feel like they don't want you. But because you are so connected, because you are so drawn to that person, your emotional state will literally have you thinking that if I can just do or be whatever I used to be in the very beginning that made them first fall in love. If I can continue to work towards and do that, mm-hmm. that will get them back on track and back to loving me. You're still hurting. You're still bleeding out emotionally, not literally, but emotionally. But all you can see right now is that I've got to seek that pleasure or in this case i've got to seek that fulfillment of getting that person back by my side Mm -hmm. no matter what hell or high water i've got to get that person back to me back next to me so you begin to chase more and more into a place that it just continues to break you now We've explained the what this is. We explain why that is the natural inclination for a man, for us to seek relationship. And we are in the place where we're looking at how someone finds themselves stuck after bad relationships. Right. The toxicity, the soul time. What are these chains? I'm going to lay out a few chains. Um, if you have these, or if you're dealing with this, go ahead and say, amen. I don't care, but I want you to really, really pull in on this here. Okay. Yes. Okay, the first hook is the hook of hope. That sounds good. Yeah, huh? But it's not. It's hope that they will be at uh, will be the one. Right. The hope that they will change. The hope that uh, you can help them. Uh, hope for them just to have them. And while hope is a light, while hope is a passion, the problem with hope is, and we didn't really get deep into the 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 biochemical process of this and the neurological process of this, but the the issue is is that as long as you hope you are keeping your brain satisfied with a with a picture of them or a picture of that connection to them right does that make sense yes okay here's the thing faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen but we have to have faith in the right place and right. so when we put faith and hope into a person we will always come up short because we apply God and theological principles to just a regular old man. Right. Absolutely. Or human, not male or female, to a regular old per- a regular person. And that becomes um, toxic for us within ourselves. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And so that's one hook. The hook of hoping one day that it will happen. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem here. We've seen it in the past. We've seen it now where someone is just hoping that maybe uh-huh. they figure out the, that I'm the right man or woman. Maybe Hoping that maybe they'll appreciate me. Right. Hoping absolutely. that maybe they'll see the tears that I've cried and come, bam, miraculous realization that, you know what? Takara is the one that I messed up on and I should go back and be with her. Go get my lady. Absolutely. Absolutely. So hope is a hook because it keeps you tethered to them. The second, the second hook, the second chain that's 
that's giving you hell right now is expectations. Now, this is um, connected to hope, and that, it, but it's not about what you wish for, it's what you say to yourself that should happen. You have expectations for them what is right for them to do, what they should be doing, how they should be feeling, mm -hmm. what they need to be doing right now, what they need to be doing for themselves or what they need to be doing for them, their child. In this case, it causes you, your expectation of them causes you to chase them, to try to control them and cause them to be what you want them to be. Now, we see this in our cases when it comes to divorce and when it comes to breakups with children. Right. Because what happens is, is that the, the custodial parent utilizes that child to continue to batter the other person who rejected them or the other person who broke them and say, well, I still need you to be this. I yeah. still need you to be that. Right. And they forget that that person has already lost cool points. They lost character. They lost integrity. They don't have it. And they weren't being that before. And they sure not going to be that now, but they chase. And that expectation keeps them hooked. Yes, babe. Yes. No. And I think one of the biggest problems with us when we have expectations of people that we have these toxic soul ties to mm -hmm. is that we hold them to expectations that they never agreed to and then are disappointed when they do not live up to those expectations yes. if i may I, if yes, i can address something may. that came out in the letter yes yes where yes. she said just go ahead and hit the letter the, well, well no, no just really quickly no what she said that okay they broke up they drifted apart they started talking again. Yeah. Okay. She said, hey, if you don't want this, um, just leave it alone. Mistake number one, gave him that control on how to treat oh, her. Oh, right. Okay. So right. mistake number one. Then she said, he said, cool, let's work on it. I said, okay. It was back as it was, just as before. Here's the biggest thing about those expectations, because three years later, she's finding herself asking him, what are we doing? Where are, this, where are we going? What do you want? And finding out more lies. And finding out more lies. But you know why? Because you figured that because you pushed him to the side earlier, he learned his lesson. You assumed that because you proverbially gave him a taste of his own medicine, that by the time you were done and he came back, you assumed that, okay, he's learned his lesson. He's going to do right. Okay. What you did not do is set expectations when you began to reconcile. Mm -hmm. You did not let him know of your expectations when you began to reconcile. And then you did not observe him according to the expectations that he agreed to. If he That's did not good. agree to those expectations, you cannot hold somebody to expectations that you set by yourself and you alone. And if you know what, this expectation piece is so vital. I, I know that we trained this and we've taught this and we've even counseled this. The idea, we have two people who are in a toxic environment and you, and one person does not want to make that move to save their self, save their soul, save their peace. Right. Because they're expecting the other person to make that move. Right. They're looking to the other person. Again, the way you said, give him power. Yeah. Stop looking to the other person. To, as long as you're looking at them to make a move on your behalf, you're going to be stuck with them because they ain't did a doggone thing on your behalf from, from the get-go. Exactly. Mm. There it is. So that's the second hook. The third hook is vindication. 
Vindication or vengeance. This is the feeling of justice needs to be had. That will hook into you, especially if you don't. This is something that has to be given up through prayer and through God, but it's something that you're going to have to work on. What it does is it says, listen, you hurt me. You broke me and you should be hurt and broke like me. Right. You should know that you're doing me wrong. I need to see you punished. I need to see you pay the consequence. That level of vengeance will have you stalking them, will have you talking to whoever they're talking to right now. Girl, I, I wouldn't mess with them if I were you. That same level of vengeance will have you consistently connected to them just because you're waiting for God to deal with them. The problem... <laughs> And I'm, this is something that we've said in one of our classes. The problem with that is if you are sitting back trying to wait for God to deal with them and you're in the way, you're going to get dealt with too. Mm. You are supposed to leave the city and don't look damage. back. Exactly. Yes. Leave the city. Don't look back unless you be turned to a pillar of salt or a statue of ash. Ooh. The bottom line is, is that when you leave, you leave, you done, you done. But vindication, the need to see them suffer will keep you connected to them until you figure out they do suffer. And usually they don't. Usually you see them move on in a way that hurts you or they're with somebody else. Right. Oh, they're happy. They won. Oh, they won. And it's not, you are supposed to win you. You're not supposed to win them or win their suffering. You're supposed to win you back. And you can only do that by controlling you. Go ahead, babe. No, but that's, I mean, in the thing, in our book, we tell people all the time, going through this process has nothing to do with them. You have to stop focusing on them. This is for you. This is not for you to get them back. This is not for you to go flaunt your new me, uh, new you for the new year. This is about you and finding what you need in order to be able to move forward. And as long as you're stuck on the vindication piece, we've seen it time and time again, where people get stuck in certain places of their detox process because they're staying on vindication and not letting and the Lord fight their battles. And I mean, just keep going. Just Absolutely. Over there. Absolutely. The uh, fourth hook is closure. Yeah. Now, closure is connected to vindication, but instead of seeking their punishment, you're seeking your reappraisal. Ooh. What that means is, is that as you, you, they broke up with you, as they treated you through the trauma of rejection, they took something from you. They took you from you. And you're in a place where, why did you do this to me? What is wrong with me? What did I do that was wrong? Do you know that you were wrong? Why am I worth so little? So you're looking to them to answer questions to give you you back. And I'll tell you, we've had... Um, a few, a couple of, a uh, couple of counselees, couple of people who actually were going through this class and, ha and found it difficult to let go because of that, that very thing. Right. They're, they were bright. They were uh, very attractive. Yes. But very, and very smart. So they were at the top of their game and everything in their life. So when someone mm. took them away from them, it hit their pride and their ego and who they thought they were so hard that they could not let go until they had closure. Until they they had needed re until they had answers. And, and here's the thing about, especially with people who are very astute, very collegiate, have higher education and things like that. The hardest thing 
because you take pride in that, babe, you're educated man. Yes, ma'am. Educated woman. We yes, take pride in our education, our ability to be able to say we have an education, right? And, and the quality of who we are. And the quality. Like, especially, um, so, you know, it, it just, it kind of flows through us. If some of us have family members that didn't graduate college or didn't go to school, right. it's just who we are. We carry that and we love to tell people where we went to school, all that stuff. So when you, and the, it's kind of a pride thing. So when you get into a situation where somebody has been able to, for all intentions and purposes, get over on you it is so difficult to resonate that with who you believe that you like, are do you know who i am do you know who <laughs> i am so at the end of it all you refuse to let go a lot of times because it is in your very nature to seek and search and dig and research until you have an answer that's what got you to who you are today and so again it's one of the most difficult things to kind of coach and walk somebody through because you have to essentially tell them how do you remind somebody that they don't matter? It's all about you when all they can feel is that there's something wrong with me. Because I didn't win. Because I, I didn't, didn't win. get what I wanted. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now the last hook. The last hook. Now this will take you got you it will take you all by surprise. Mm -hmm. But this last hook is the one that really makes all the other ones look kind of good. Okay. Okay. This last hook is being in love. Yeah. The last hook is, is, is like an authentic reaching out and receiving them. It's real. It's real love behind this. They are a part of your life. And so when you break up, it's hard to deal with that you were in love and your heart was broken. Now, here's why that's a hook. Because a lot of people want to go cold turkey like I don't care. And what that does is that jades you. It, it, it hurts you. It causes you to build what well, you should have walls built. But it causes you to build uh, a different kind of wall. Right. That, unhealthy that, that walls. Unhealthy walls where you shoot first and ask questions later <laughs> from now on. Um, the idea, what we train is do not deny that love. The reason why is because once you begin to lie to yourself, it's easy to lie to everybody else. Yeah. Lying to yourself is a, is the slipperiest of slopes because once you convince yourself that you are okay or you convince yourself that you're not in love, later you'll convince yourself that you're okay. And then you're moving on to a next process or a next person with that baggage and you say, well, I thought I was okay. Perhaps I'm not once that trigger gets hit. Right. So we all, make... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say all it takes is you burying enough baggage, enough hurt, um, and going to another relationship. All it takes is one time for that person to say the wrong thing, to not answer your call right away, right. to not be available when you need them to, right. for all of that to unleash and erupt mm -hmm. on the wrong person. I'm a witness. Kenyon Martin is a witness. I almost did that to Kenyon Martin. When you say you're okay and you lie to yourself about I don't love them I'm doing just fine I'm walking it out in victory when you begin to lie to yourself I'm not talking about fake it till you make it I'm not talking about name it and claim it I'm talking about lying to yourself and saying that I am okay and it doesn't hurt and walk away you can bring so much more hurt onto yourself and somebody else because you begin to beat somebody over the head with your bruises and your bandages that you refuse to get uh, cleaned up Absolutely. Absolutely. And here's the thing. We train them not to deny that they hurt. Right. Mm -hmm. Or not to deny, not to deny that they love. 
What we also teach them is to acknowledge this is different because we have to have them acknowledge some truths. Truth will make this thing happen. Right. Acknowledge that you love them, but also acknowledge that they are ill-equipped to love you back. Yes. That way you can deal with the truth of the matter. Mm Mm-hmm. Understand that they cannot do you the way you need to be done. Mm -hmm. That's very important. And then standing on the precipice of truth will allow you to begin the process of breaking these chains. Because all the other chains that we mentioned are hidden beneath that love. You want vindication, but you feel it out of love. Right. You know, that's what actually love is. Love is the spark that ignites that spite. Right. But you want vindication as long as they're not with you. As soon as they begin to... Hey, big head. Oh, you know what? I was just playing. Come on over. What you doing? You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, no, no, no. That's good. That's good. So, everything comes out from under that piece right there. So, it's being, it's a mismanagement of your, uh, your investment of love into something else, into a shadow, into a, a, a ghost, into something that does not exist right. anymore. Right. So, this how. I know we said a lot. This how is a big piece. If you need to watch the replay, the biggest point to the how is, is that it begins with you. It begins with that desire. I'm not saying you're the guy in a horror movie who is seeking pleasure. But what happens is, is that we're out there and we're seeking something for us. And what I found, what we found in teaching and talking to people and Mm -hmm. counsel that when we go into somebody's past, that's the reason why they let a lot, lot of things go up in the present. Listen. And they're not assessing, they're aggressing. They are going forward trying to capture somebody, and then once they have them and they're comfortable, they're trying to make them be something that they're not, that they're saying actually outright that this is not who I am. Right. And so what happens is, is that in order to break, in order to get here, it starts with us trying to undo the puzzle. Right. We're trying to be the key, find the key, find the way that opens the doors. And all you did was open doors to hell. So it will begin with you to unlock you so that you can close those doors. Yes, babe. I mean, and that's why we have such a strong ministry, such a heart and such a passion for dealing with soul ties and toxic relationships because a lot of the times we've been taught that soul ties begin and end with sex with somebody and that's it. Right, right, right. We miss and misdiagnose the reasons why we are consistently in these situations to begin with. Right. She said in her letter that she has had some issues in her past and some problems, you know, in her past with men slash boys. And so, while on the surface level, many would only focus on the one person that she's dealing with right now, mm-hmm. it's going to be very difficult for her to move forward with anything with a successful relationship without addressing those issues in the past. And so our heart, our passion is really for helping you understand, if anything, if what has gone on in your past that is affecting your ability to be loved fully and completely in your presence. Right. I think a lot of people are playing with this thing with buzzwords and, and it sounds fancy. It sounds good. But what they're doing is they're going in and they're wrecking people's lives because they're only giving them feel goods for a moment at some altar or, 
on some phone call or whatever the case may be, but right. they're not able to walk them through a process. So let's go ahead and talk to her now, because now that we've gone through all that, and that was a lot, and we apologize, but that, that was a lot. It was. Um, let's go ahead and answer her questions real quick so we can be gone. All right? Okay. What I, what I pulled out, the best place to start is in the middle, where she realized that she was hurt in her past. Mm -hmm. The problem there is that, and if you're listening to us right now, I want you to get this. The problem there is that you were hurt in your past and you went forward anyway. You, you, spe mm -hmm. you specified that, and that, so that identifies that that wasn't a scar. Those are open wounds. Yes. And so what happens is, is you took your open wounds forward to somebody and they exploited them. Now, let me show you some of some of the things that we pulled out that that I was able to pull out as I looked at this and as I meditated on this. One of the things you did was you took your open wounds and you shared them with him. Mm, oh. Now, when you shared your open wounds with him, you did that from the sense of openness, but I also know from what you've said, you have a you have a serious issue with um with, with with integrity you have a serious issue with people who are uh who who lack integrity right so when you share who you are you share with the exp expectation of them being just as vulnerable just as open just as truthful okay and guarding your vulnerability and guarding your vulnerability so you've given so much of yourself at this point because you expect that back and because this is a huge issue this is the precipice of where your issue where your issue draws this is where your issue begins here's why because it's so important you gave so much of yourself that you invested yourself into him yeah when you gave him your vulnerability when you gave him the deepest darkest parts of you and then found out that he was a liar Ugh. the old you would have cut it off right there the problem is that this you had already made an investment and you weren't going to leave it behind. It's, it's like a mental, emotional form of sex. It's an intimacy for you. And yes. so you gave so much of yourself at that point that you can't let go. And so then you become waiting and anticipating for him to return or at least return with what he got from you. You can't let go with that part of you that you lost. That was intimate. And that's where you began. That's where your healing is going to begin. So, real quick, mm -hmm. and I'm going to be honest, after doing this for so long, after doing this with so many people, it's going to be a process. This is not a one-night thing. What we're giving you is just some insight to begin with. Right. But right now, the first thing you need to do is no dating. Come to Atlanta. Keep your hands in your pockets. Right. Don't do nothing. Don't touch nothing. You know, just look. No touching. No touchy-touchy. And until you begin the process of healing, we're hoping to see you here, um, begin that process of healing. Second thing, you kind of already knocked out, but you need to address this. There's, an, there's a, a physical disconnect because you're far away. You're in different states. Here's the thing, though. You still have those hooks of expectations. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. She still disrespects me. She does that. Let that brother be who he is. And believe him. And let her have him, honestly. Absolutely. Let if, if she's been dealing with him for 20 years, she know what he's doing. She know who she he know, is. And you ain't the first to call her. Right. You are not the first to call her. Your, your thing is, how do I let go? How do I let go begins with I, ego. 
ego. It begins with me, Greek. I. Ego okay, is, I was I'm like, sorry. waffles? Got it. <laughs> ego is Greek for uh, I. Uh, it, it, it begins with me. You don't begin with him or trying to lay your expectations upon him because that keeps you connected. So stop. Just stop. It's going to be hard, but what you want to do is you want to do until you're until you become. Mm-hmm. The hardest thing that we're finding right now in our classes and when we're following up with people is it's hard for them to understand that they have to do until they become. They have to follow the law until it's a part of their heart. You see what I'm saying? Jesus. They have to follow the rules until it's a part of who they are. So you stop and you do until you become. And then um, you go through a process, a process, a consistent process, but you got to be willing to go through that. Yes, ma'am. Well, as a woman, ladies, we just, this is why we stress not being, what you say, auditioning your wifeness to somebody because one of the hardest things for us to not do when we are playing wife to the wrong person as a wife what do i do i put my husband's needs before mine absolutely as a wife i'm making sure he's taken care of as a wife you were financially taking care of your family and taking care of your man while he was struggling financially as a wife you were putting your man and your child's needs ahead of your own so now what we have to essentially retrain you to do is begin to put yourself first yes begin to stop putting his needs his desires his behavior his actions everything ahead of you and right now it is time to be selfish because take a deep breath and say it i am not his wife she is absolutely i do not have him she does and you have to begin to move forward in that and all that hurts like he double hockey sticks but you have to keep saying that. And guess what? Cry it out. Cuss it out. Be as frustrated as you need to be. But until you come to that realization, then you can begin to move on. Because once you realize you no longer have him in the capacity that you desired, then you can begin to focus on you and what you need to be the best version of you without him. Absolutely. So I'm going to be real clear about this for everybody watching and for you, young lady, because I know you, I know you, um, I know you look to us for this information and I really appreciate, we really appreciate that you even considered us. Right. Getting through this is not going to be a one time, you know, getting splashed with some oil and rolling on the ground. You're not going to be wrapped up in some blanket somewhere. The issue is going to start with your divorce from him mm. because you married somebody who didn't marry you. So here's what we have you do. Reach back out to us. Let us know. Give us more input. I know she. one of the things she said is that this is just the tip of the iceberg. Right. There's more to the story. Right. So we understand. We'll get you started on where you need to be and how you need to get there, okay? We'll get you started on the program and the process. Um, but in the meantime, we want we, we definitely thank you for allowing us to use your story because I'm guaranteeing you that there's a lot more people going through this than just you. That's right. All right? Thank you for listening to the Soul Ties podcast, recorded live on Facebook and distributed to iTunes and SoundCloud. Help us spread the word by rating us, leaving a review, and sharing. And be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. If this episode has helped you and you're ready to begin your personal journey to freedom, visit us at thesoultiesdetox.com. If you have questions that you'd like us to answer live, please visit us on Facebook, 
or Instagram and Twitter at AskTheMartins. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.